0: We're <laughs> <laughs> on. Yeah. Guess who's back? Mm-hmm. Back, back again. We made it. My computer's not
1: broken anymore.
0: <laughs> Thanks, COVID.
1: Uh that was not COVID's fault. Your computer was broke before that.
0: My computer was broke before, but it like died, died.
1: Like that's not COVID's fault. I
0: know, but it died, died like right when COVID happened and then there wasn't much we could do about it cuz Brian couldn't come fix it. Thanks Brian. Thanks Brian. And we couldn't exactly take it to the IT place. Okay. So, uh for those of you that don't know or probably figured it out, uh we were on a little bit of a hiatus um
1: courtesy of her computer breaking.
0: Yeah, courtesy of my computer and COVID. It was like a perfect storm.
1: You know? Yeah. But anyway, it's we're not back. a good storm.
0: Yeah. We're back, we did some reformatting, we have a new intro for you guys, everything's great. We're gonna um, compact our episodes a little bit um, in the sense of they won't be two hours long because Sierra talked about true crime for an hour and 20 minutes again. Um, So now we're actually gonna alternate. So one week will be true crime and one week will be paranormal. So that way you guys get uh, a little bit of a a mix match in there i guess you could call it but yeah where did we leave off oh yeah i left everyone on a cliffhanger that was a, rude as shit i'm a piece of shit well at least i didn't like leave it off as like we don't know if john Bonet's dead or not
1: no we all know this
0: um but okay so we're on john benet part two obviously we're starting out with true crime
1: do i gotta recap as to where this ended last time uh so we left off
0: that we were gonna do investigations but yes um so, re- so we cap- went over
1: all of like the events that happened yes cool
0: but, um, a recap was, um, a recap is, uh, around 5 30 AM on the morning after Christmas day of 1996, uh, Patsy Ramsey woke to find a ransom note on their family staircase demanding $118,000 for their daughter, John JonBenet Ramsey. Um, she called 911. We got to listen to the infamous 911 tape where she's like hysterical and I'll always say like I'm in no place to judge, you know, how someone else mourns or whatever, but we got to listen to that. Um and then a little bit later on after the cops show up, there's a whole thing. People are trampling all over the crime scene. Um John Ramsey, uh obviously John Bonet's father, discovers John Bonet's body in the spare room in their basement. Um she was struggled um oh, struggled. <laughs> She She was strangled. (laughs) Um, She was strangled with a garrote. um, And then her mouth had actually been bound with duct tape. Um, So first thing John did, uh, at least decided to do, was he removed the duct tape and carried his daughter's dead body upstairs.
1: Tampering with the evidence. Yeah,
0: this man's never seen an episode of Forensic Files, apparently. But, you know, here we are. And... um, yeah, and we left off that we were going to move into the investigation. I have um, audio for you guys. I have two different interviews with Burke Ramsey, John Bennet's older brother. Um, one he did more recently back in 2017. He was on the Dr. Phil show. Um, and it's kind of really, it's a bizarre one, but we'll get into that as we move a little bit on. Um, and then I also have the audio from his initial interview that he did with the child psychologist uh, right when John Bennett was murdered. Yeah, uh, I can't wait to hear that one. Yeah, they're both That's gonna be so interesting. Yeah, they're both really good. Um, they're a little long. we're probably gonna cut it in. The one with um, Dr. Phil is shorter, so we'll, you guys will get to hear the whole thing. Um, but as far as the one with the original child psychologist, there's a bunch of different clips. So we'll cut it down into all the different clips and then we'll let you guys hear all the different pieces. But you guys will get to hear all the important parts because there were multiple times, obviously, you know, your little sister's murdered. Uh, Obviously, there's multiple times that, you know, you're going to get investigated by a child psychologist. So facts. Uh, But anyway, so moving on. So like I said, we were going to pick back up with the investigation. Uh, so right off the bat, we talked about this last time the investigation was a hot mess because they had people trampling in and out and all over the crime scene. Like they thought she was just, you know, taken for ransom, but like, even if you thought that she was only taken for ransom, I really think that y'all shouldn't have been just doing whatever you want, but
1: tamper the crime scene yeah. put this over there and that and there. What? There's a lot happening in that crime scene.
0: Yes, there was. Um, But this all takes place, just for a reminder, in um, Boulder, Colorado. Um, And right off the bat, they are looking at the search warrant. They are analyzing, you know, they're looking at this has now gone from a missing child to we're looking for there's a girl that was murdered. (laughs) We're now looking for a murderer. And, um, for those of you that don't know, spoiler alert, this is an unsolved case. So sorry guys. Um, but right away, police took hair and blood samples from all of the family members of the Ramsey family. Um, and the first thing you, there's this famous clip and I'm so mad. I couldn't find like a good audio only version of it, but there's this clip of Patsy Ramsey on TV and she's like, you know, there's a killer on the loose and, You know, they're they're looking at me and they're looking at my family. But everyone thought that it was Patsy Ramsey. Like that was the first thought that so many people had was that it was Patsy Ramsey. That was the that was, you know, she's the stage mom, pageant mom gone mad. So um, the
1: circumstances around the whole murder was weird anyways. Yeah.
0: Like the whole thing was just like crazy because it's like you think about the fact that there's a ransom note written on the legal paper that's in their house. Like it's the legal paper that was kept by the phone. Cause you know, this is back when you had an answering machine or yeah. if you didn't have an answering machine, someone would just like write it down really quick. Cause you didn't have a missed call log. You just answered the phone because you didn't have call I- caller ID. So the ransom note was written on a notepad that was in the house. The handwriting samples um, that were taken from the Ramseys to compare uh, a lot of people were thinking that it was similar to Patsy Ramsey, uh, but the cops actually sat down with an analyst and they analyzed John's handwriting. Um, they didn't analyze Burke's because Burke was nine at the time. Like there's really...
1: It's pretty obvious when a nine-year-old writes something usually.
0: Yes. So they were able to eliminate John right away, but the police came forward and they were like, well, we aren't able to eliminate Patsy. And so right, right away, they cast this like light of suspicion on Patsy. And I, I have to admit, I have my own theories of what I think happened with John JonBenet. And I'm going to try not to let that skew into it because I will get into my own personal theories. Um, But right away, there's this thought of, okay, well, you know, it did, you know, did Patsy do it? And immediately there's like this, I don't want to say like, I don't know. I don't want to say that the police are, are instantly saying like, oh, Patsy did it. But it kind of feels like they're like hanging Patsy out to dry when they're just like, all right. Yeah, well, we can't really rule you out of killing your daughter. But we can't say you didn't write this ransom note, but we can't say you did either. Like, it's just kind of in the middle. And it it's it's the 1990s. Like, we're still kind of in this era of, you know, T- regular tv news is still kind of really becoming a thing we're not at the point of social media yet but we're at the point where a very well-off family and their daughter mysteriously dies in the middle of the night on christmas it's all over the national news so and if you have the cops coming out and saying it it's kind of like whoa so um the district attorney at the time his name was alex hunter he actually came forward and did a meeting with the media um and he flat out says he says, "Well, the parents are obviously the focus of this investigation," and okay. I'm like, "Bruh, like that's fucking bananas! Like, have a seat, fam. Um, like, shit
1: is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S.
0: <laughs> but it's it's crazy because it's like, why? Like, first of all, I mean, in this day and age, we all know like don't just like put the suspect out there. First of all, you've got this rich." you know, affluent family from Boulder, Colorado, they've got the money. Who's to say that if they are guilty, they're not going to hop a plane and dip the country. Like I'm just saying, but um, it's at this point, like he's already come forward. He's like, the parents are, you know, our first suspects because of, you know, the fact that the ransom note was written on a notepad that was from their house that coupled with the fact that the ransom note demanded the exact amount that John Ramsey had gotten in his Christmas bonus that year.
1: So yeah, I mean just the fact that you wrote it on that particular paper, if the parents did it you're fucking stupid. Right. If somebody else did it, you're pretty smart. I mean
0: yeah, if it was somebody else that took the time to think to do that I mean that's genius. But, uh, I mean not to call a, <laughs> a murderer a genius but, you know.
1: Um, but I just said you were smart, not you know, not that you're a good person,
0: <laughs> but moving forward, uh, District Attorney Hunter he goes, and the first thing he does is he forms what is called a prosecution task force, um, and included in that task force he includes Henry Lee, um, who is a forensic expert, and Barry Skek. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing right name. It. It's a Jewish last name, and I'm so bad at it. I'm sorry, Shelby, <laughs> but Barry Shkek, um, who is a DNA expert. Uh, so right away they're looking at, you know, they've got the hair and blood samples from, um, from the family and they've got that from all the family members. They've got that infamous bowl of pineapple that was sitting out. Um, and like I mentioned last time, the first thing they're looking at is the fact that both John Bonet and Burke's fingerprints are on the bowl of pineapple, but no one else. And I'll stand by it. I think that they both came down for a midnight snack and it is what it is. I mean, kids listen. I can't tell you the number of times that we, like, had food or, like, that damn container that the cake comes in and it's black at the bottom with the clear lid and you crack, 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 (laughs) crack. The lid, it makes so much noise. Like, it makes so much noise and there's nothing you can do about it.
1: The number of times I came out for a midnight snack, though. I say midnight, but it was probably, like, two, three in the morning. That's concerning. You should have been dead the fuck asleep. Um, I didn't sleep in high school. Not like a normal person. I slept, but I just slept, like, in the afternoon directly after school all right well
0: (laughs) um it's just it's crazy but and that was the main thing that a lot of people focused on was that bowl of pineapple and that's something that i can own up to that i definitely focused on um throughout my time investigating this case because this has been this and the madeline mccann case are like two cases that keep me up at night like what is she thinking about madeline mccann and john benet ramsey in case anyone wanted to know Um, there are other things she thinks about, but they are in the true crime field, usually. So, uh, like I said, this took place towards the end of 1996. Like I said, right around Christmas time. So New Year's is right around the corner, uh, dragging into March of 1997. We still don't have any lead suspects. There's no definitive answer on what exactly happened to John Bonet, And at this point, um, attorney Hunter decides to... Um decides to bring retired homicide detective Lou Smith in on the case. He was actually really well known in the area that he solved the Heather Dawn Church murder in Colorado Spring. And it's another big case that we'll get into another day, but he was very well known in the Colorado area that that was what he had done. He had solved this case that no one else thought he would. And at this point, the district attorney's office is just looking for answers. So they call him up and they're like, dude, you come out of retirement to help us with this case. And he's like, all right, bet. <laughs> so um, Smith takes everything in and he starts looking at all the evidence that they've already collected. And he actually gets to a point where he's ready to point out a perpetrator. Like he's ready to say, like, this is who did it. And then his theory conflicts with the DA's theory. So he has now come up with a theory of his own, but the DA who brought him in is now like, well, wait a minute. We thought that, you know, the family did it and he comes in and he's like, no, I think someone else did it. So that's, yeah. Damn it. Yeah. It's crazy. So obviously right from the beginning of this case, you have, we've already been over this, all of the different things that have gone on with this case. And, At this point, Lou Smith has come in and he's like, I really think that it was an outside source. I do not think it was the family. I don't think that, you know, it was anyone involved with excuse me, with the family and you know so oh right. So Lou comes on and at this point he like really starts getting frustrated and there is reports that at this point he's actually like fighting with the DA's office. He's like, they just wanna persecute this family and then skip forward to September of 97, Lou actually steps down. He s- resigns and he's straight up, he's like, he can't work with this DA's office and be part of the persecution of an innocent family. So it's like, whoa, like that kind of brings in a different light. Um, but at this point, we are getting pretty close to a year where now we still have no idea what happened to John Binet We're still... Everything's still up in the air and people just want answers. Um, But I will say that there are. um, But I will say at this point, there's kind of a general consensus. There's a theory that, you know, maybe it's the Ramses. And then there's the theory of a lot of people know there's this guy who was quote-unquote santa claus that's what they nicknamed him was because he looked like santa claus and okay so one of the more popular theories is that there's the santa claus impersonator who killed john Bonet ramsey yeah don't make that face at me i honestly if i wasn't such a firm believer in my main theory this would actually be the one that i go for um does and santa
1: claus have a name
0: bill mcreynolds I was getting there. That sounds like
1: the name of a dude who would play Santa Claus. <laughs> well,
0: two nights before John Bonet was murdered, Bill McReynolds was playing Santa Claus in the Ramsey home. Um, and then, uh, according to CNN, McReynolds had actually given a card to, to John Benet, and it read, "And I quote: You will receive a special gift after Christmas." No. <laughs> yeah. And then, as like an added like. Jab to Bill, um, his own daughter had actually been abducted exactly 22 years to the day before John Binet was found dead. No. So that means had she been murdered the night before, it would have been the exact anniversary of when his daughter had gone missing. I. That's not the best part.
1: Okay, I'm 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 holding. I'm keeping my thoughts here, but I'm going to start questioning things real soon.
0: Bill's wife, Janet, had actually wrote a play about a girl who was molested in her basement before being murdered, which is exactly what investigators think
1: happened to John Bonet. Was this written before or after this happened? Before. Were they actually still married at that point? That I actually don't know, because that's a a very odd play to write. Yes, ma'am. Fix yourself. Um. But I that doesn't really give you any information um, as to like why he would target John Monet. Yeah. Which is why like I'm kind of like me, like that's very coincidental. I will give it that. Um. But I just I don't get it.
0: Yeah, I don't I know why he would
1: choose to do that.
0: I don't know either, but um it ended up being that, you know, both Janet and Bill ended up being cleared of any involvement with the crime or anything like that, but it's very well known that um he, you know, knew the Ramsey family, um but the couple gave up their hair and gave handwriting and blood samples and all of them were cleared by DNA and forensic evidence.
1: I really wish I could see like the comparisons for handwritings for this, since it's know. such a big part of it.
0: Because there wasn't a whole lot of DNA left at the scene. The biggest DNA that you know a lot of people run with is the fact that Burke's DNA was there, but you can't say anything about Burke's DNA really being there because he's her little brother. Like, where else would his DNA be? Like, I don't know. So they ended up getting cleared by tests. Um, but that was one of the things that, um, detective Hunter and Smith actually clashed over. Um, or I'm sorry, detective Smith and district attorney Hunter actually clashed over was that they, there just wasn't enough evidence that lined up for anyone. And that's kind of one of the things like there are so many different theories I'm going to do. Um, the four, four of the five most popular. I said it last time, and I still stand by it. I'm not even gonna address the Katy Perry thing. There's like a, <laughs> I'm not.
1: I have heard of that one. I don't know much about it. We're but. not getting.
0: We're not even gonna address it. Um, we're just we're not. Um, a secondary theory is that it was just a true intruder that killed John Bennett. Like there were people who, like there's actually a whole forensic files episode i don't know if it's forensic files or dateline actually um but they were like in the original investigation they said well it would have been impossible for anyone to fit through the basement window because that was the only thing that they found unlocked they did another report in like 2006 and they fit right in that little window same window (laughs) window hasn't changed
1: so they didn't even try
0: no they didn't try they were just like that's too small
1: you know, it, an average size person, like you can twist your body to fit a lot of things, mm-hmm. especially if you're average size. So like, yeah, y'all didn't even try. No.
0: So I don't even know. Um, but the, there was a, there, there were just so many different theories, but the, there was DNA evidence that they ended up going back to reanalyze later on, because obviously 1996, even just 1996 to 2006, a 10 year difference, our DNA capabilities and technology like to analyze are totally different. Oh yeah. So um, in 2008, they went and they reanalyzed the DNA of this supposed mystery person who was found on the crime scene. They analyzed that and they found that it was a man with no relation to the Ramsey family who was possibly involved in the murder. Then on top of that, they went back and they reanalyzed the ransom note and supposedly found that there was no way... (coughs) That there was no way that anyone in the family could have wrote it. But then uh, there was another contradictory thing where... Someone with Daily Mail. Not that Daily Mail is a reputable source, but it still
1: sometimes they actually have good stuff when they're like first. But
0: and yeah, I know. That's... Remember, they're a tabloid. Yeah, and that's the thing. Daily Mail came out with the report saying that there was no evidence to support the fact that any of this was true. It was just speculation that it had come out, and that it was someone in the family that did confess to the murder. Yeah. It's, it's like a whole thing. Where
1: is this confession? No
0: one knows. So then you kind of end up back to, you end up back at, you know, ground at number one. Like you're back to the same point of did the family do it? So I actually have the one of the child psychologists that analyzed um, Burke at the time and it's really interesting to listen to. So hold on, let me go ahead and pull it up.
1: So, what'd they tell you about why they wanted you to come talk today? let see if we can find who, you know what?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you a couple things, but First, my job is partly to get to know you as best as I can, and mm-hmm. um, make sure that you're okay, because things are kind of been hard, I'm mm-hmm. Okay, are you going to school? Nope.
2: No, because I'm trying to stay away from the press.
3: My friend said that after school, there's all these meanie people waiting there going, Hello, hello, uh, did you see Broken Glass today? <laughs> uh, no, I did not. I think he was absent.
1: <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> <And
2: they go.
1: laughs> so, do you feel like you're pretty safe? Yeah. Yeah? Do you ever worry about it? I'm not really.
0: So, that's the first kind of big red flag. The therapist says, do you think you're pretty safe? And Burke says, yes. And then she says, do you ever feel like you're not safe? And Burke says, no. At this point, this interview was act- actually conducted less than 24 hours after Bonet was murdered.
1: Yeah, that's strange because I don't know about you, but even as a kid, I'd probably be like, no, I don't feel safe. Somebody just killed my sibling. Right.
0: And it's not like he's like a little, little kid. Like he's nine years old. which yeah, isn't... He, he talks normal. Yeah. It's not like he's four or five and in kindergarten, and maybe doesn't understand what's going on. At nine years old, you're in fourth grade. You have a pretty good understanding of, you know, someone potentially... Broke into your house and murdered your sister, and so it's like, okay, so that's a little red flaggy, but it gets weirder. Hold on. Um,
3: I probably do, mm-hmm. but
1: I don't
0: really remember. Them. Yeah, and if I did remember any, I
1: don't think I'd tell you. <laughs> Why not? I'm a good person to tell secrets too because they're <laughs> secrets. That's true. But things changed at your house a lot. Um, I want you. Yeah, let's change.
0: Yeah, the police have it locked up and so yeah. Well, what about for you and your parents?
1: Okay. My well, parents are sometimes crying, but. Yeah. But um, I'm I'm right. basically just going on with my life. Mm-hmm. You know? What do you think happened? I know what happened, <laughs> I mean when she got killed.
3: How do you think that happened? Um, I think. Well, I, I I asked my dad where did they find her body, and my dad my dad said I found it down in the basement, and so I I, I think that someone took her very quietly and mm-hmm. tiptoed down the basement, mm-hmm. and then maybe took a knife out and went you know or something
1: like that. Mm-hmm. Do you mm. think that's how she died, or maybe a hammer in the head?
0: That's another really big red flag. Is that this kid is, I mean, I won't say graphically because I've described some pretty graphic murders in my time, but he's pretty like descriptive for what he thinks happened to his sister. So the therapist asks him, she's like, "Oh, so you know, what do you think happened?" and he sits there and he's like, oh, I think someone quietly, like, took her body into the basement and stabbed her or hit her over the head. And, like, at nine years old? Like... As,
1: my thing here is, like, did he see the body? Did his parents tell her him his, how... His
0: dad told him, yeah.
1: Okay. Because, like, that'd be worse if he knew nothing of it.
0: Yeah, his dad did tell him that, oh, they found your sister's body. But that's it.
1: So and, did they tell him how she died or like the wounds no that's bad
0: yeah at this point this is like I said 24 36 hours max two days because it is all these clips are from multiple interviews that they've done but these first two clips that I've played for you guys so far are all within the first 24 hours since John JonBenet was murdered or I should say (sighs) since her body was found
1: it's just so weird because like I don't like I don't feel like a nine year old should just be willy nilly being like, Oh, this is how I think they died. Yeah. Like that's not a thought process I think most kids go through normally. No,
0: it's not. And it's super weird to think about the fact that he's like, I think someone quietly took her body into the basement and I think that they stabbed her or hit her like the 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 thought process behind that and and it's just it's just off so flash forward the same child psychologist actually does another interview with Burke and this time she asked Burke to draw his family
1: how far out from the murder was this
0: at this point about 48 hours oh yeah it's still within the
1: same week. still very very fresh in the brain yes so we're gonna go ahead but well, let's like the week,
0: maybe you could draw your picture your picture of your family for me while you tell me about it. Yes, but it doesn't do really nothing. It's not a test of your drawing. Just just so I get to know your family and stuff like that. So the first person you would
2: draw would be someone.
0: Oh, I got one. Okay. So who's next? Who would you draw next? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what'd your mom do?
2: Does she woke up that Work as
0: a mom. Work as a mom. <laughs> so what do you like best about your mom? Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No.
1: That's it? Mm-hmm. Was your mom the kind of mom that kids left the husband the us? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Both of you and your sister are just you? Or just one of those. anybody else in your family?
0: Uh, are yeah. um, you gonna talk. Me? Yeah. How about you? So I know that was a little bit harder to understand her right in the beginning. Unfortunately, there isn't better audio because they're using like the air mics that are in the room because they don't want it to look like they're recording him because he's nine. Yeah. Um, Not, I shouldn't say they are secretly recording a nine-year-old. The parents are very much aware that he's seeing like a police a yeah, psychologist itch
1: kids may not want to or anybody really may not want to speak if they think they're being recorded
0: right um but she says can you draw me a picture of your family like i want to get a better idea of what your family's like so he talks about mom talks about dad and then she goes well is there anyone else in your family and he goes oh me and draws himself but he doesn't include john Bonet.
1: That's so weird.
0: Like, it's very more, like, uh, maybe, at, I mean, I don't know.
1: I know that, like, you can, if something's dramatic enough, you can block out related information and thoughts about it, but...
0: Yeah, it's a little, it's a little odd, to, to say the least, but, I mean...
1: It's just a little strange, because he was just talking about her, like, 24 hours before. Yeah, in that other clip. So you're you're telling me you, in the course of 24 hours max, just went, oh, nope, don't want to remember her flick.
0: Yeah, and it's all so, so weird. But, skipping ahead, um, obviously the police end up doing multiple interviews with him, but those are two of the most famous. Those are two of the ones that stick out to a lot of people because of the fact that he doesn't include his sister, and then That when he does include his sister not in that drawing, he describes her murder in, like, I think a fairly gruesome way for a nine-year-old. So, but moving forward to 2017, Dr. Phil, um, he's actually sat down with Burke multiple times by this point. But most recent being this most recent one. And this one is weird, but I'll go ahead and play As it. As is everything in this case? Everything in this case is weird, but I'm going to go ahead and play it, uh, and I'll let you guys and Timmy decide.
2: <laughs> are you aware of these different theories that are out there? Theories that you killed your sister, theories that your mother killed John Bonnet, and theories that an intruder killed John Bonnet. Those seem to be the three camps that people talk about
3: yeah, I mean, if, I know that we were suspects. I, I didn't know they were camps, I guess.
2: And these are people that post online. The shorthand is RDI, Ramsey did it, IDI, the intruder did it, or BDI, Burt did it. Do you know the theories that they set forth in saying that your mom killed John Bonet?
3: I don't know the details, but I know the Ransom Node, they think. The handwriting match.
2: Have you seen it? Have you read it?
3: <sighs> I don't think I've read the whole thing. I've definitely seen pictures of it, though.
2: Did the handwriting look familiar to you at all? Had uh, you seen it ever before?
3: No. I feel like the listen carefully is very distinct, and I've never really seen that. I don't know. I've never really looked at it closely, because I'll see it and kind of get taken aback. and. It's not something I really want to look at, like, a lot, you know?
2: Right. Does that look like her handwriting?
3: <laughs> Honestly, looking at that, she would always bug me about having good handwriting, and she would, like, make me rewrite stuff to try to get me to have good handwriting, and I think it's too sloppy.
0: <laughs> so that is a clip from the one of the most recent interviews that Burke has done. Um, in regards to the case with his sister. And he brings up what I think is a fairly interesting point. Like he says that his mom was always a really big stickler for handwriting. And one of the first things that they said about Patsy's handwriting was that they couldn't necessarily say they could rule her out, but they couldn't necessarily say that it, you know, wasn't her for sure. Like they they were smack dab in the middle. So it's interesting because to me, and maybe this is just my perspective, if someone says, does this look like your mom's handwriting? I don't know if I would have went into this whole, oh, well, you know, it it looks too sloppy to be hers. Or I would have just been like, hell no, that doesn't look like my mother's handwriting. So it's interesting because, and that might just be me reading into it too much is that it almost feels like he's trying to like build a case for the fact that it wasn't his mom. I
1: don't know. I less that and more that I think at this point, you've done so many interviews and this has been going on for so long. It's weird that he continues to do interviews at this point. Um, and then he but it, it was stranger is that like you've done so many of these and you come on and you still sound nervous. Yes. He sounds very nervous Um, and a lot of things, one of the things that nervous people do is A, they'll laugh in the middle of your your sentences Um, and then you also ramble more. So like, why are you nervous talking about this if you've talked about it before and the case has been out there for so long and you're pretty sure or if you're sure that your family didn't do it, like go up there with some conviction and actually like sell it. Right. Or, or not sell it, because, you know. But I know I I know For what lack of mean. a better word, sell it. Yeah, but I know what
0: you mean. And it's just, and that's something that so many people have pointed out, and I will now admit what camp I'm in. I'm in the camp of Burke did it. I think, and I have thought for a really long time, that I think maybe what happened with Burke and Patsy was an accident. They were maybe arguing over the last piece of pineapple, or something silly, or something stupid happened, because kids do stupid things like i can tell you the number of dumb things i did as a child like i pushed a girl out of a tree once and broke her arm Like look
1: you've done a lot of shit as a child like and kids, you are not the average person but
0: yes yeah but kids do stupid things and accidents do happen i don't think he intentionally killed his sister now granted she was the pageant sister mom definitely favored her maybe there was some malicious intent behind it uh, but I don't think that it was an intentional thing. I think that some kind of accident happened, and John and Patsy just panicked because, you know, you if if that is the case, you've just lost your six-year-old daughter, and now if your son is the one who killed her, you're now at risk of losing your son too.
1: Eh, yes, but no. If it's an accident, like it it happens. It's usually. Like, it sucks, but it's usually not as big of a deal. And they probably would have gone off a lot better had they just, if that's what happened. Mm-hmm. It would have gone better for them if they just was like, hey, this accidentally happened. We don't know how to deal with this.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's true. But I'm trying to, you know, and I'm going to play devil's advocate here a little bit. And you have to wonder what, what probably goes through a parent's mind in that moment. And like I have to imagine if like I don't have kids, but I you know we have our dog, and like he's our baby right I, now. I like, feel like if... your
1: first thought should be, I need to get help. It
0: should be, but it's not. And everybody does different things in moment of grief. And unfortunately, with the John Benet Ramsey case, it is something that we'll never know. Um, I kind of glossed over this for analysis of the different theories, but. Um, the Ramsey family was taken to trial, the district attorney, um, Hunter, he did take them. They were at trial for a year long grand jury investigation. Um, basically eventually the jury came back and said that, you know, no one's going to be indicted for the murder. Um, and at this point we're 1997, 1998 and media's all over it. You have to realize that at 1998, 1997, 1998 we're a year removed from OJ and this is right on it. They're right on it. It's another crazy family thing that happened and um it's kinda of been one thing after another. So they get ruled that it's you know, that they're not gonna be indicted and that that they don't believe that, you know, the Ramsey family had anything to do with it. Obviously, regardless of what a grand jury says, the jury said OJ didn't do
1: it, but I know he killed the fuck out of Nicole That is a conversation for a whole nother episode. That's a
0: whole nother episode. We're going to need two episodes for that because that's like a two or three hour conversation. Um, (laughs) But beside the point is that, you know, the Ramses at this point are very adamant about their innocence. They have been from the beginning. And whether my theory stands, whether it's Santa Claus, whether it's a random male intruder, at this point, we have no one that we can solidly say killed John JonBenet Ramsey like there's no one and it's to the point where people are now frustrated because you have this beautiful little girl whose life was just cut so short so fast that you know people are are mad people are pissed and and they want answers so suspicions kind of continue and they continue and they continue um and in May of 1999 Burke Ramsey is once again brought into question um, and they actually, he was actually secretly questioned by a grand jury. So it wasn't, yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know you could secretly bring in like a whole grand jury, but like, you know, you do you, boo. Like, whatever. But, um. I think they,
1: it's probably just to avoid influencing the jury.
0: Yeah, and I mean, they, at this point, we're about four years we'll say three years removed because it was that's
1: really hard to find a jury that's going to be that's not going to have a formed opinion about it yeah i mean luckily bring in the amish yeah i mean luckily
0: 1999 we don't at this point we don't have social media we don't have facebook twitter instagram tiktok snapchat smoke signals like I mean we have smoke signals but
1: yes but the case has been out long enough that people probably have heard about it
0: yeah I mean but it's possible you know maybe they pull somebody from middle of nowhere South Dakota and Oklahoma Kentucky like they're it's possible um but the grand jury um pull him in and at this point they're looking at him as not just a suspect but they're looking at him as a witness. So at this point, they bring in another child psychologist. And unfortunately, I couldn't find tapes from that. If I find it, I'm going to be, I'm, I know it's going to come up later. But they bring them in and they're trying to analyze to see if maybe there was something that Burke saw that he just didn't realize was something that he saw that was a clue. Oh, that he saw that was a clue. <laughs> um, so at this point... The had actually moved to Atlanta. Um, but be shocker, the media finds out that Burke is being investigated and they actually move again from their Atlanta home. So at this point, they're now uprooting their now 13-year-old.
1: Media is great to a point, but it's just...
0: In situations like this, it's frustrating. Like,
1: y'all need to shut up. And
0: y'all need to lay off. Like, there have been times where, like, the media has put out straight up... Oh like the DC sniper case. They straight up were like, "Oh, the cops know that they're looking for a white van." What they find? A fucking white van ditched in the in the side of the road. Fucking idiots. But that's beside the point. So, um at this point, the grand jury once again comes to the decision that Burke has nothing to do with it. And and like I said, I think part of that from my personal opinion could be the fact that he wasn't consciously I don't think he was if he was involved with it I don't think it was like a conscious decision that he made like I don't think if he did hurt his sister I don't think he went out and maliciously was like I'm gonna stab the fuck out of my little sister you know you know so I think that's something that we have to to look at but um flash forward again the Ramseys then decide that you know they're a little they're a little peeved at everybody you know saying that they killed their daughter which like If I didn't kill my daughter and people are saying that I killed her, yeah, I'd be upset too. So in March of 2002, the Ramseys actually go ahead and they release a book. Um, The book is called The Death of Innocence. And it's literally just about how they were basically seen as guilty rather than innocent until proven guilty. And it's about them fighting to get back to some sense of normalcy with the only child they have left. And, um, they actually filed a series of lawsuits, which I kind of agree with, with a bunch of media outlets that were kind of aggressive and in their face. And
1: how old is, um, Burke at this point?
0: Uh, let's see. He was nine in 1996. So this is six years later. So he's 15.
1: Okay. Then I, yes, I fully agree with that. Um, because to get in a child's face is... Like a whole nother thing because yeah. you are impeding their ability to just grow naturally.
0: And think about it, the first time when he was being re questioned by the grand jury as like a witness when they were trying to reanalyze everything. At that point, it was 1999. Burke was 12. He was yeah. 12 years old. And they're,
1: did I do that math right?
0: Yeah, three years later. Nine plus three,
1: 12. You said 1999. Yeah. John Bonet was killed in 1996. There's been a lot of numbers being thrown around. Some of them don't <laughs> well, sound we'll right.
0: S- we'll say it this way. She was killed Christmas of 1996 or Christmas, the day after Christmas. So we'll say 1997. So Burke was 11 or 12, depending on when his birthday is. Because okay. I don't know his birthday off the top of my head. And unfortunately, I didn't include it in my notes. Um, But at this point, the Ramses are just trying to do whatever they can to get to some kind of normalcy. Like I said, they've moved to Atlanta. They're just trying to live their life like they do still have another kid to raise and twice they've been you know cleared and at this point they're kind of over it but their book in 2002 kind of brought the thing back to the surface that's is, your fault yeah then um, some of uh, a civil lawsuit is actually filed against John and Patsy but the Atlanta federal judge dismisses the whole thing. What? Yeah, an Atlanta federal judge dismisses the whole thing. He says there's not enough evidence to say that the parents killed John Bonet, but there is an abundant amount of evidence that a mysterious intruder killed John Bonet. Um, the judge actually criticizes the police, the FBI, and the media for for creating this like campaign against the Ramsey family, and it ends but- up.
1: Mm-hmm. But the whole issue is that there wasn't enough evidence against any one theory yeah, or for any one theory. So, like, you can't say there was abundance for the um in- mysterious intruder, but not for the family. Cause yeah. It should be about equal. It is
0: about equal, but also at the same time, like I said, when they did the original investigation, they said that there was only the there was no way someone could have come in the door and the mystery prince and the mystery hair and the
1: doors are very easy to get into by the way yeah
0: and then the other thing was is that out of all the evidence that could have pointed to the ramses and as someone who does think that burke and the ramses were involved out of all the evidence that could have pointed to the ramses the only thing is the distinct number of john Ramses christmas bonus the legal pad or the notepad that was from their house and then the fact that there were only like one set of like mystery fingerprints but like i mentioned the last time for those of you who do remember the previous episode um they had just had like a christmas party where a bunch of people came through from their whole town and like they did like the tour of your house and you see the town for christmas they had a santa claus impersonator there for so like why isn't there more fingerprints then and that's the other thing. So that's where That kinda, means
1: somebody came in and cleaned that shit down.
0: And that's where I kind of get back into it because I say, well, maybe it was that the Ramseys were super worried about it because Burke had hurt John Benet, and then he wiped. They wiped everything down to try to clean, or an intruder came in, killed John Benet, or left the ransom. Accidentally killed her, and then decided oh fuck oh fuck i killed this little girl and now i've got to clean everything up
1: Uh, that that sounds a little weird to me just because like if you want ransom usually you would take them away yeah away from the scene and if they accidentally killed her to bring her back to the scene that's a lot of work yeah that's a lot of fucking work and then for like all the people that came through their house I don't know about you, but every time we have people over our place, I'm tired. I don't want to deal with that shit until tomorrow. Yeah.
0: Well that the the, the people that were over at their house were there on the twenty third or the twenty fourth. They weren't it wasn't like Christmas Day. And then John body was found the day after Christmas. How
1: long was she missing?
0: Only like a day. They found the ransom note five thirty AM the day after Christmas.
1: Okay. So they might have cleaned. But then again, it's Christmas. Why are you cleaning on Christmas?
0: Yeah, but it could have been that they just cleaned. Like Patsy Ramsey was very big on; they had this beautiful home It had to be maintained beautiful. They had pictures in the HOA magazine. Like they, it could be possible that whenever she was just doing her regular cleaning, that she cleaned all but that one set of fingerprints. Like there
1: are just so many. But if there's an intruder, where are their fingerprints?
0: Exactly. Well, there were
1: fingerprints. Remember, well, there it was that. Yeah, one. Yeah, you did, but like that—that's only one you mean to tell me they left that one set but nothing else in the house yeah and that's why i
0: said it's so this case is so bizarre and and patsy ramsey passed away um unfortunately earlier in the 2000s or later in the 2000s depending on which way you look at it um she actually ended up getting cancer um obviously burke and john ramsey are still alive but It's one of those things that if the family did do it or if Patsy did it, she kinda took it to her grave. There's just so many holes in this whole thing. Like there's just so much information that we don't know and there's so many questions, but and that's the other thing. Like I said, that there were people who came in, they were trying to console the family, they were trying to they were helping or thought they were helping or what have you. You messed up the crime scene. The crime scene ultimately got tampered and I
1: think As
0: horrible as it is, I don't think we'll ever know what happened to John Binet.
1: Probably not, because there's just, you lose so much evidence when people come in and touch everything and move it, because you don't know the original state, You, you, sometimes, like, the minuscule, like, DNA stuff that you need, that gets wiped away or covered up, so you just don't have that information to use to solve your case. Yeah. So, it's
0: tough. (laughs) this is a tough one and it's even more frustrating when I think about the fact that it was a little girl but um yeah let let us know your theories like what do you think happened I know like I said I am a ride or die I am glamping in that Burke camp of the fact that I think Burke did it I don't like I said I don't think he did it maliciously I don't think his intent was to like aggressively harm his sister I think it was just an unfortunate accident that happened and it sucks, but it happened, but I don't know.
2: I
1: can't say I fall into any, like, particular camp. The only thing I can say is, like, I don't think Patsy did it. I don't think she did I it. Definitely I definitely don't think. I think Patsy loved that little girl too much to. You, uh, also, like, pageant girls, you invest so much money in them. Oh, my God. So much money. I don't know how your mom did it. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, that's a lot of money. That's just so much money. I mean, to did be you...
0: fair, I re-wore my one pageant dress to prom, so one you
1: reused it one time.
0: Yeah, but I still reused it. How much money did you spend? I don't know. Too much. I didn't do like the high class pageants. I
1: still not, too much. Yeah,
0: I didn't do the the super high end pageants like John Bennett did. I did like National American Miss, which nothing against na- Nams. I loved Nams. I still talk to some of the girls from nams but uh yeah so i mean that's our welcome back (laughs) i can't i feel like we're kind of rolling back into something a little morbid but i mean that's that's our show so uh thank you guys for bearing with us on everything like i said let us know your theories hit us up at haunted tourism at gmail.com uh you know follow us on instagram on my segment twitter you can do whatever i mean you get it next week you get the mic all to you next week
1: my segment
0: (laughs) but uh let us
1: know if you hate the changes if you love the changes if you never want to hear us again well don't tell us that (laughs) please give me something to research i need longer stories now
0: (laughs) yeah um but yeah if you have something you want to tell us about go ahead and send that in um if you want to um, if you have a suggestion, you can go ahead and mail that in.
1: If you want to see more of Nitney, leave us some comments. Yeah, we'll post pictures
0: of him on our Instagram. With a smush face and his cowlick.
1: He does have a he smush face. He developed a new cowlick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Thanks for bearing with us as we got back into functional again. Thank you, Brian, again. As I know you're listening to this probably the day it came out.
1: Also, let us know if this sounds better. We actually have a real desk now. Yeah, we have, like, a real (laughs) setup now. It is in my work office, but, like,
0: it's a
3: desk!
1: But thank you guys again
0: for listening. Please, please, please leave us a review on iTunes. Five stars is preferred, but, you know, whatever you want to give. But thank you guys. Constructive criticism is very much obliged. Yes, we love constructive criticism. But thank you guys again for listening, and
1: stay spooky!